Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I think people who traded David Johnson off their fantasy teams are going to be really sorry they did. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. And we have a lot to talk about because Le'Veon Bell has officially officially decided not to play football in 2018. Worst top three pick in fantasy history, probably. Yes, More yes. More importantly than that, Le'Veon Bell has decided to give up $14.5 million guaranteed that he will never recoup. And don't tell me this next contract, will he'll make it back. No, he, he might have not. cost himself the Hall of Fame by doing this as well. Man, I just, I, this is just the whole thing's been mind blowing. It's so mind it's mind crazy. blowing and the thing is if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you know and and Jake and I had a podcast last year that we did just the two of us, you know that we're always team get your money. We're always team play like I god bless you, make that money, go out there. I never discredit a player for making money. I do discredit a player for making a bad business decision for your long-term outcome and not making 14 and a half million dollars this year is a bad decision taking a year off from the nfl and then just expecting that people are going to evaluate you the same way they would had you played football is a bad business decision here's a question for you his market value i believe is down because of this so not only gave 14 and a half million dollars i think he's going to get less than he was going to get if he played this year and say has a separated shoulder and misses a couple games, has another sprained MCL and misses four or five games, and you're worried about his injury concern, don't you still pay him more money if he played than, than by doing this? I do. The only injury, You know he's going to have injury risk, the right? Only in, the only thing that would have cost him significant money was an ACL. ACL yeah. That would be the only thing that would have cost him, or ACL or Achilles, I guess, would be the only two yeah. injuries that would have really, really hurt him. Look, at this point in the season, once he already got to week 10, now it does kind of actually make some fi- sense financially to just say, screw it, I'm out for the year. But he should have been there in week one. Dude, that's still like $5 million. At this point, yeah, you already lost most of your money, though. Guaranteed. You made that decision. Guaranteed. I, listen. Like, dude, $14.5 million means you're set for life. He might get a similar contract to what he was going to get before, but he's not going to get a contract that's going to make up the $14.5 million. From the Raiders? Million. The Raiders yeah, are like, they have million. enough money to pay Le'Veon Bell, but they don't have enough money to pay Khalil Mack. That would be great. That's the perfect Raiders signing. I need it to happen. Need it to happen. And then he eventually gets injured and never ends up playing out the full contract. That's what's going to happen. You guys realize. And oh, by the way, oh, sitting out. going to give him a six-year deal. Not yeah, only that, not but oh, by the it. way, sitting out a year of your prime is a horrible decision in general. Just a horrible Bobby business. Humphrey how that worked out back in it's, the day. It's, it's not, and it's not like we've seen Le'Veon Bell videos of him working out. The videos I've seen of Le'Veon Bell are him in the club in Miami. And playing okay? basketball with a bunch of white dudes. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. At the YMCA. This wasn't, and, and listen, I, like I've said, I want to make it sure, like, people know, I, this is his decision. He's, he, go ahead, make a decision, but I can criticize his, the decision that he made because this was a bad one and it's going to cost him money. It is. Bottom line. And, he was offered a long-term deal by the Steelers. That's, that's I know that everybody about. wants to continue to say that the Steelers did not offer him a long-term deal. Yes, they did. They offered him a Steelers deal, which was still a ton of money. He still would have been the highest-paid running back at that time. Right. 
it would have been passed twice, like everybody else. When you sign that deal, somebody's going to pass you, and he'd, he'd been fine. But that's the difference for me. Like the, again, we talked about this on the show. The difference between the situation, like Kirk Cousins from years past, where he never got the opportunity. There was no long term deal on the no. table. They were going to franchise him into oblivion. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell had his opportunity for a long term behind deal a really good offensive line on a Super Bowl contender with a Hall of Fame quarterback who's going to play a couple more years if you're there. It makes no sense. No, I, just, I don't get it. I haven't gotten it the whole time, and now now it's just like. Also, apparently, didn't even res- uh, came out today that Ben Roethlisberger texted Le'Veon right before the deadline. Didn't even respond to him. Yeah, I'm just telling you this is today. not a good look from a from a teammate. Not a good look. You you you. They're lucky. He's lucky that James Conner has done as well as he's done because if this team had a big suffering, he would have burned a lot of bridges with his teammates in Pittsburgh. He still did anyway. He still did anyways. But this is a it's a bad look. And I, mean, I, I can tell you, players in the locker room are more pro get your money than we are. One hundred percent. They also want to win because they want their money. Yeah. At the end, he burned at, a lot of bridges. At the end of the day, this wasn't in an organization that is well known, that has a lot of contacts, that has a lot of respect. You didn't. This was that's not been my point all along. The Roonies don't negotiate during the season. You can't hold the Steelers hostage because they will get rid of you. They will move on and be the Steelers. Yeah, and we knew this. Like, he, and he knew this. Know who you're dealing with. Well, and apparently his agent didn't doesn't know how the CBA works. Also, don't sign running backs. Sorry. I, I'm Hello. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. draft James Conner in the third round, paying seven hundred thousand dollars to get the same production. Go where, where did at, Kareem Hunt get drafted? Where did David Johnson get drafted? Where did Alvin Kamara get drafted? Where did Nick Chubb get drafted? Like these, like go look at the last few drafts. Like I'm sorry, but running backs are replaceable, and on the list of people that you pay, it's far down the list. Yep. It's far down the list, and I, I just don't get fourteen and a half million dollars is a lot of money to walk away from. All right, Cooper Cup. We talked about from a fantasy perspective. And if you haven't seen it, you should read on tdfantasy.com. It's a free article about who you should pick up. Um, listen, you're not going to replace Cooper Cup's value, but you can at least go get somebody to add to your bench for depth at this point because you're dropping Cooper Cup. He's out for the season. But, guys, my my question to you is here two, twofold. From a football perspective, how much does this impact the Rams' offense, if any? It's going to impact it from the standpoint of he's on the field all the time. I can't wait. This Rams team looks tired to me. I'm like, I've said, I've been up for three weeks now. Watch out for them coming out of the bye. I also think watch out for McVay, who apparently is eats, sleeps, breathes, does nothing but football. And he now has a week to self-evaluate and also look at, man, I've been really good at getting guys wide open with scheme. Cooks can play in the slot. Everett can play in the slot. I I don't think it's going to kill them football-wise. The dude has been really good. It's hard to replace the player. They got other guys that I think he will scheme up some stuff for. But I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Tlaib coming back, that defense week of self-reflection. They just need to heal up and take a week off and get fresh. For sure. They're limping into this. Even if they lose this week, man, watch out for them coming out of the line. And the, the biggest benefit they got this week is they don't have to fly down to Mexico City. Yep. Hey, hey, they got a home turf, game. Turf aside, even the turf was perfect. Not having to fly to Mexico City, not having to play in that altitude, not having to do all that will help the Rams immensely. Again, they can sleep in their own beds this week, all week, and play a home game at the Coliseum. In front of what actually might be a very rejuvenated crowd, they're giving tickets away to first responders. So that should be a really packed yeah. out Coliseum game. 
which would be good for football. Uh, I'm with Jake here. I think obviously it will hurt them a little bit, but that team is too good. That offense is too good, and their coach too good for them to have a massive effect. Uh, I'm looking at Gerald Everett as kind of the X factor here. I think he's an athletic freak. I think he's going to get a lot of time in the slot. He's been getting more targets lately. He's been getting slowly worked into that offense a little bit more, uh, even above Higby. I think he's going to have a role to play there. I think Josh Reynolds from time to time, he's not going to play as much as Cooper Cup. I know if anyone's looking to like stick Josh Reynolds in, like this is a running back replacement, like it's going to be equal. It's no. not, but he will have some production in that offense as well. I think they'll keep rolling. For yeah, sure. I think, I think Woods and, and I was Cooks. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. So that was my second question from a fantasy perspective. Who eats Who eats some of these targets? Gurley's going to keep being Gurley. Yeah. Is it Robert Woods, though? His value go up? Does Brandon Cooks Woods, go up? I don't, I don't think, think Woods as much as Cooks. Yeah, I think Woods is getting the production. Like he's going to do what he's been he's doing. He's going to do. I think Cooks. I think they move Cooks in the slot, and I think they dial up some of these things they dialed up for Cup, where he's wide open. Yeah. It's just scheme. Yeah. I think they're going to do that with Cooks. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's talk about the Ravens' quarterback situation. Now, if you drop somebody on your team to go pick up Lamar Jackson, you've seen almost every league. Yeah. RIP, your fantasy team probably wasn't a very good decision because Lamar Jackson might not even play in this game. And oh, by the way, the people that had him. He'll play, but he's going to play like he's been playing. Yes, but the fantasy, and the fantasy no analysts guy. that have him in top 10 this week, I'm, I'm sorry, no. No, they want they want ratings on their show. That's like sure. that's shock jock value stupidity. They're they're playing a divisional game against the Cincinnati Bengals, who just got their teeth knocked in, who fired a defensive coordinator, who oh by the way brought in Hugh Jackson. That storyline's entertaining to everybody. Um, Browns consultant Hugh Jackson. Browns consultant Hugh twice. Jackson. Yeah, they listen. I think this is this divi- anytime this division plays each other, it's always by the way, it's, it's always November. tough. Exactly. It's windy. Yeah, this is not a Even prime. if he does start. It doesn't you matter. We haven't built the game plan since OTAs and training camp for him yet. He doesn't fit what they've done. They're throwing it 50 times a game earlier this year with Flacco. That's yeah. not his game plan. No, and it's a completely different scenario. You haven't seen enough of him. You've seen him a player or two. They're not coming out of a bye where they could schedule this whole thing a week, you know, perhaps two weeks to try to put a game plan together. Even that would be pared down so much that it's just not – it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, you can check out my rankings on tdfantasy.com. He's outside my top 15. Like, I, I think there's – if you're in a two-QB league, if he starts, sure. You're going to – at this – six teams on by, you're probably playing. If he starts. But I don't think he's going to start. It seems to be – one, they're going to give Flacco every opportunity up until, like, they have to make a decision to play. And if he doesn't, there's a lot of rumblings out of Baltimore that RG3 is going to be the one they want to start. So, devil's advocate, the one yes. thing that pisses me off about fantasy is quarterbacks that run. Mm-hmm. He's going to have the instinct to do what he did in college and go, whoop, tuck it and go. And yeah. this dude is an absolute freak. Could he run for 102 touchdowns? Yes. Which so is that, what people that, are hoping. That value could They want be the Tim Tebow games. Yeah. I just don't – I think that's on the way more unrealistic side. I'm going to go with Michael Vick games because Tim Tebow went running for 100 yards. And two, no, two but Tim Tebow – well, Michael Vick was like a stupid good fantasy quarterback. But that's but Lamar Jackson in the future, I think. Yeah. yeah. Michael Vick could throw. Yeah. But that the one outlier in all of fantasy that I've – figured out that I don't like is quarterback running yards and touchdowns are crazy. Yes. How that skews things. That's the only devil's advocate thing I, I come up with, but that he has to start yeah. and be the starting quarterback and, in this game. And I got to see him throw because he yeah. did not, he looked like a train wreck throwing ball in the preseason. I find it very interesting. He that can throw, but it's a very different game in the NFL in November with sure. the wind and, I and think defenses 
scheming for you. And I think he'll get there. I'm just talking about right now in year yeah. one. Yeah, he didn't throw sure. well in the preseason. I do find it strange that they have not let him throw the ball like at all in yeah. the Wildcat. Like at all. Like he hasn't even pretended to throw the ball. So, I mean, that concerns me that they don't think he might be ready. Here's the other thing to his benefit, to Paige's point. They fired Terrell Austin. You have a new defense coordinator who's getting ready for three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So what he's going to get is Very not, different ones too. he's not going to get a fully schemed defense to his skill set because of that. So if he is the starter and they announce it late, they've got ready for all three guys, which means more base package. There's nothing unique that's specifically tailored to stop Lamar Jackson. The next week, if he's the guy, it will. So that's going to be in his benefit too. But none of that makes me think he's more than a top in the top 15 of fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah. I wonder who's playing Lamar Jackson on the scout team. Like Jeff Driscoll? Yeah, 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 good luck. No, no, Michael Vick's not – maybe they, yeah. they brought him in as a consultant for the week. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. All right, let's talk about this really good Thursday night football matchup. Uh, listen, this is a great week for the NFL. There are some wonderful matchups on primetime, starting with the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks, who are two teams that both need victories. They, they, The NFC is very tough this year, and the Green Bay Packers are looking up at two teams in their division, and Seattle's looking up at the Rams, who they're not going to catch. So they're looking up at wild card teams that they're going to try and get into the mix. And they're at home, and they're a standard three-point favorite. Jamie and Jake, what do you guys think is going to happen in this game? I don't bet against Aaron Rodgers a lot. Um, I know I've done it at earlier points this year, and he usually comes back to burn me. I think these two teams are actually pretty evenly matched in terms of talent level. Uh, I give, obviously, a slight edge of quarterback to Aaron Rodgers, but I think the Packers have something special here with Aaron Jones. And I don't know, for the life of me, I don't understand why Aaron Jones wasn't getting carries at this time of last season, but for whatever reason, he was not. Um, I know he was spent to start the year. That gives them a different dynamic on that team. That defense is still bad, and I'm worried about that secondary. But I think this is going to be a very close game. Every Packers-Seahawks game in the last, like, four years has been a freaking shit show. Yeah. One way or another, from the yes. referee game that ended the referee yes. lockouts to all this other stuff. It, it is a complete – The kick debacle. Yeah, it, it's it just a complete debacle. Yeah. I think this is a one-score game, so give me the Packers and the points. Okay. I got the Packers 30-27. to 27. I see it very, very similarly. I think Aaron Jones has a big game, and Aaron Rodgers has a big game with play action off of it with the touchdown passes. On the other side of things, I think Mike Pettin does a lot of what he did against the Rams and stopping Todd Gurley. They load the box, which I think Russell Wilson's going to have a big game. He's going to move around. They're going to they're smash mouth. They're going to try to run it. I mean, they're tackle over, tackle eligible, extra offensive linemen on the field instead of a tight end. They've gone to that. They're running it 35 times a game. I think Green Bay's going to load up to stop that, which their secondary is already very weak. So I think Russell Wilson has a big game, and I think it's kind of a shootout which makes me not want to pick the road team, but I'm not picking against Aaron Rodgers. Who's more desperate? I think they're both right there. They both know if they lose, they're done. Both if the teams Rams are win and, they, and, the, and the Seahawks lose, the Rams clinch the division. I mean, it's. Uh, it, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's fireworks. I think it's, yeah. you've got stars on the field on national yeah. TV and a great TV's atmosphere. He's like come back if they have a couple scores late. And yeah, because it's, it's not going to be over. No. Late. no. And no. I think the atmosphere is going to be spectacular. Yeah, these it's two, like the one time I want to go to Seattle to watch again. Yeah, the, these two teams are – Listen, these matchups, like Jamie has said, a shit show is spot on. Yeah. Like these two teams, when they meet up, it is always chaos. It is always entertaining. I just the road teams on Thursday night football, it, it's a trend and it's a bad trend. And good football teams, we saw a good Carolina Panthers team go last week and get their doors blown off. It's tough going on the road on 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 le- not a lot of sleep. 
And it's not a jaunt. You're this is a Seattle to, from Green Bay is not an easy trip. That's quite the it's quite the difference. I agree and, with all of that. I'm leaning on the fact that they played at home and they had an yeah. easy win against Miami that some guys didn't have to play all the way to the last snap. There's the only thing that I'm thinking maybe helps them a we little bit. We haven't we haven't had our our quintessential Russell Wilson coming out party game though. Kind of feels like this. Might it might have been. It might have been last week. If they got the loss, if they got the win, it would have been last week. They're not week. good enough. To have yeah, that that's the problem. Uh, we'll see. I think this. I think this is good. He likes good. to shine in prime time. He that's sure does, and he likes to shine at home. Uh, it's a, it's you know a who different else likes team to shine at home. in prime time. Is him and Doug Baldwin together? Yeah, I think you're gonna see fireworks. Lockett's been the guy. I think Doug Baldwin has a big game here. I agree. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm. I'm happy we have good Thursday night, good Sunday night, good, good Monday night, games. good primetime games this week. Uh. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. Jake? Jake Arians on Twitter and Jake B. Ar- Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. I almost forgot my own topic. He almost forgot. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I, and you should follow at TD Fantasy underscore. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a rating. And stay tuned for Bruce Arians because he always brings the heat. Hello, TD Fantasy listeners. Jamie Eisner here telling you about the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. You've heard us talk about it on the show before. Fantasy football at sea. Think about what you were doing this past draft night. Were you just sitting on your couch? Were you stuck at the office hoping your boss didn't see you? That's no fun at all. Isn't fantasy football supposed to be fun? Why not upgrade and do your 2019 draft on a cruise to the Bahamas where you can get the best advice and party with the top fantasy analysts and former NFL players? Beach, sun, fantasy football, TD Fantasy will be there. That is a tough combo to beat. Go to fantasyfootballatsea.com for more information and learn how you can book today. Our every Wednesday special guest, former head coach Bruce Arians. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm uh, doing fantastic. You didn't get to golf today, so you can't. You, there's no update on your score today. No, not all week. It's been a little chilly and rainy over here at the yeah. lake. Like I said, it's time to it's time to come on over to Scottsdale. Time to time to come spend some time time to come spend some time with us. But, coach, I want to talk to you about uh, a a player in the NFL, Le'Veon Bell. We know the talent that he has. Very special guy. But if you're a coach in the NFL next year, how do you treat him as a free agent, or do you treat him differently after watching him sit out an entire year? Oh, I think you treat him a, a little bit differently, and and. I'm not sure what his market value is. Um, that That's going to be the determining factor. Uh, he is a heck of a talent, uh, but I think he's hurt his market value going into next year. Do you think that affects a locker room at all at this point with him coming in? I mean, somebody's going to reach and pay him a bunch of money, but do you think that changes? No, I think if he heads to a team that uh, – is a contender or almost a contender, they'll be excited to have him in their locker room. Is there a particular team that you see as maybe a good fit for him offensively? Well, I think there are a couple of young quarterbacks out there right now that could probably use one. I think, you know, the Jets, obviously. Um, I think Miami. I think the Eagles. Um, they could all use a guy like him. Yeah, it's going to have to be a, a rookie quarterback contract so switching from the team that he left Pittsburgh going back to Jacksonville revenge game from last year Jalen Ramsey running his mouth in preseason they're now three and six and look to be done 
or are they? Do you think Pittsburgh goes down there, handles their business? Or do you think Jacksonville picks it back up with Fournette getting back and getting 24 carries last week and still losing? Yeah, I, I think that'll be a heck of a ball game. I, I think at home, uh, I don't think Jacksonville's fans have given up on them yet. I think there's some internal discord down there, it sounds like. But uh, they've got a game to salvage it, and that's this weekend, and I think they know it. Coach, Monday Night Football is a, a spectacular matchup. Do you think that is a preview of the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Rams playing each other? I think it's it's going to be a preview of two teams playing for the AFC and NFC Championship now. Whether or not they can beat the Saints and whoever comes out of the AFC, I, I think they're, but they're going to be in the Final Four, I'd imagine. On the big injury of the week, Cooper Cup out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. How do you think that will affect the Rams' offense going forward, and who needs to step up in his place? Well, I think it's a, it's probably a, a tough one for them because he's such a good blocker and a, and a slot receiver. Um, they've, they've got some potential guys, the, t- the young tight end. Um, Robert Woods will step it up a little bit, but I don't know if they have another body type like Cooper Cup that's big, strong, and play the slot and block. Yeah, it's a big loss. So you mentioned my favorite right now. You think the Saints are the best team in the NFL right now that you've seen? I think they're playing the best right now. Whether or not they're the best team, they still got to go prove it. But they're playing awfully good on in all all three phases. Well, a team that won the Super Bowl last year that's really having some struggles this year. Are the Eagles done now? They have to go into New Orleans this week. Or is it still kind of wait-and-see mode that they can turn it around? If they were any other division, they'd be done. The NFC East is – and it's a, I think a seven and nine, eight and eight team could win that division. So the Arizona Cardinals, you've watched Byron for a couple of weeks. We we've talked how impressed you've been with him getting comfortable calling the plays from our show in a fantasy perspective, using your guy, David Johnson. Do you see any, anything changing there? Do you think David's going to continue to be the focal point as he should be? And what do you, what have you seen from Byron calling plays so far? Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I think people who traded David Johnson off their fantasy teams are going to be really sorry they did. Uh, Byron's going to run that offense through him and uh, like it should be. And uh, I, I think Byron's done a heck of a job. I think their offensive line is a, is a, is a struggle right now. Uh, I think running the ball, play action, uh, the things that Byron will continue to add uh, to help Josh Rosen and not have to sit in the pocket and make those tackles block good guys off the edge. Coach, one of the football teams we can't quite figure out is the Dallas Cowboys. So I want to ask you, are the Cowboys a good football team or a bad football team? I think they're just another NFC East team. And uh, they're all, you know, Washington's playing probably the best, but they've had some injuries now that I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome. But uh, I think that, like I said, I think 8-8 eight and eight might win that division and Dallas could possibly do it. Anything you see coming down the stretch from being removed and being an analyst now, watching a lot of these games and seeing a lot of stuff, anybody, any kind of outliers that people aren't talking about? Is there a storyline that you can see maybe somebody picking up steam coming down the stretch or a team to watch out for? I think the biggest thing right now is for the really good teams to keep their offense and defensive lines healthy. Um, It only takes – I think one of the Eagles' problems right now is Lane Johnson being down. And uh, so you have to have – the ability to run and protect your quarterback. So the health of the offensive and defensive lines the rest of the way are going to be critical. The teams that win it, they're going to be healthy. 
Coach, Thursday night football is a matchup we've gotten used to being a pretty interesting one between Green Bay and Seattle. Those are two teams that really need wins at this standpoint. Who do you see coming out of that coming out of that game? It's always tough for road teams on Thursday night football. Yeah, I mean it's a tough one. I, I never bet against Aaron Wilson, um, Aaron Rodgers, unless it's Russell Wilson. And uh, but uh, again, those are guys are fighting for that six, seven, eight spot in the wild cards and. Uh, or five, six, seven. And so, I mean, it's, it's a big game for both of them. Uh, I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I would not bet against Aaron Rodgers. Coach, I got to ask you one more. Sunday night football is Chicago and Minnesota in Chicago. Chicago's had, obviously, they're leading the division right now, but this is a big game at home. Do you see this as their, they've already had quite a few coming out parties on defense, but is this their, is this a time where they actually take over the division this week? Well, they definitely have a chance to, and uh, it's a statement game for them. It's also a statement game for the Vikings to get right back in the hunt. And uh, it's going to be very hard to sack Kirk Cousins' lock because he gets the ball out of his hand so fast. I'm looking for Minnesota's defense to show up. I think I think we're, we've got a great Thursday night matchup, a great Sunday night matchup, and a great Monday night matchup. That's the first time I remember that all, all season long. Coach, thank you for joining us this week, and as always, uh, we'll be happy to have you back next week. I oh, can't wait. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.